and welcome everybody to another episode of the Neil World Order podcast. Uh, cool thing tonight, I am actually back down in the uh, podcast area downstairs in the Southern Comfort Zone. The uh, basement's not 100% finished. Um, we got a lot of it, a lot of it done. I know I've kind of talked about it week to week, but uh, I was able to get the podcast area set back up. The bar area is kind of set up. I mean, I'm building a light fixture for above the bar, so there's kind of some uh, light light pieces and some wood and some stuff over there. Uh, we'll be doing the floors this summer just because we're, we're actually painting the floor. I worry about putting flooring down here just because, one, the floor seems very unlevel. Um, our house really isn't that old. But uh, just in doing some other things down here, we came across some spots where I thought, you know, we decided that vinyl flooring probably wasn't the way to go. I personally hate carpet, so that was never an option. Plus, it's a basement. We've never had a water issue, but in the event there's ever water, boom, you know, you, you're, everything's ruined. So, yeah, it's uh, really nice to be back down here. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, first time trying out my sweet uh, podcast chair my wife had got me for my birthday back in October uh, so everything's set up down here I got some lights um, yeah it's it's kind of cool the the whole basement thing has been a real cool adventure uh, for me personally just because like I said I'm not a handy person I'm not a DIY guy like I struggle with that stuff I don't have the patience um, you know I'm kind of mechanically stupid when it comes to putting things together, but uh, I think I'm pretty proud of what I've accomplished so far. I had a lot of help, uh, my wife obviously, my father-in-law, but it's been uh, really cool and it's something uh, I'm actually, I'm really excited to show everyone the finished product once it's done and uh, have people over to be able to kind of say, hey, look at this, it's kind of cool. We decided tonight when we were sitting down here uh, before I got started and stuff that it's very cozy now, which would have never in a million years been a way, way I would have described my basement. Um, you know, when we even when we bought this house, I didn't like the basement. Uh, you know, it was completely unfinished, but it being a two-story house, you know, you don't get the kind of cool basement size that you get often with a ranch, so it's kind of boxy, but... Um, yeah, no, it, it's very comfy. I like it. Uh, it's cool. It's it's good to be back down here, not sitting at the uh, the bar stools in the kitchen doing this and hoping I don't disturb the dogs and they bark or whatever else is, you know, house noise. Speaking of house noise, tomorrow morning, bright and early. Which I probably should, you know, I'm actually, it's actually like 10.30 right now, so I'm actually doing this a little earlier than usual, it seems. We are f picking up a foster dog. She just happens to be a 90-pound St. Bernard. I've always wanted a St. Bernard. I'm very uh, excited for this. Um, fortunately, she was surrendered by her owners. Uh, she's four years old. You know, I, I, I'll never understand why people get rid of a dog. It's a commitment. And I, I know people will have their, re it just, you're never going to get me to understand it. I mean, it, I guess shit happens and this and that, but like, that's a commitment. 
you know, Daisy is a very challenging dog, and we've had her going on 12 years, I believe. Uh, challenging as far as some of her health stuff. As a dog, she's she's perfect. But, uh, yeah, so, wow, you know, I just, I guess I was kind of sitting down here taking it all in before I got started thinking, you know, from uh, the day I had this crazy, you know, even the whole thing down here, honestly, I'd always wanted to finish the basement, but it was kind of, we'd always kind of had this idea that uh, when my daughter was headed towards college that we would relocate somewhere warmer, uh, probably in the south, and then the kind of state of the world and some other things, so that's kind of on the shelf for right now, so I was like, well, I always wanted to finish the basement. I never really had a plan. I didn't have a plan when I started this. I think it started by going to help my father-in-law get some wood, and I just saw all this barn wood that he was getting, and there was tons of it, and I was like, well, we could put this on the wall, and you know, the original plan was for the walls to be four foot of barn wood, four foot of uh, drywall, and just kind of so it almost looked like a chair rail or whatever, and then through the course of it, um, the plan evolved, I think, because there was never really anything set in stone, and... Uh, yeah, it got us to where we are now, and it's, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, when I sit down here and look at it and think of, okay, from the day that some of the first boards went up and I was running the electrical and feeling like the, the ceiling here, uh, the, the exposed ceiling, I know I've talked about, I painted black for those of you maybe just first time hearing about this project. That was a process that I didn't think was ever going to end uh, after the huge failure with the rented paint sprayer that obviously was way too hardcore for the job I was trying to do here and it's I I love it down here like I honestly see once it's finished this being my place and I'll probably sleep down here just kidding my wife probably be totally fine with it because the dogs hog the bed as it is but yeah so we get the St. Bernard tomorrow um she's a foster so not sure how long she'll be with us. Uh, I assume after four and a half years, she's spayed and all that. A lot of times when we get dogs, you had, they're not available for adoption until they've been spayed or neutered or whatever. Oftentimes spayed because uh, we usually have girl dog. Although Charlie, Finn, I, I guess maybe not. Maybe we do get boy dogs. Bandit. <clears throat> but... Yeah, so uh, I guess that's the little intro. Uh, I feel a little stuffy. I think it's because I was cleaning up again down here, and it's. I feel like the more dust you clean up, it just multiplies, just like anywhere else in your house. Well, the Green Bay Packers season is officially over. Uh, as of last Sunday night, we had the uh, Detroit Lions to thank for putting us out of our misery in... Uh, I guess what should have been a game where we played hard with everything to lose. Once again, it seemed like we looked like a bunch of deadbeats, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, it was stupid plays, terrible penalty, penalties, poor coaching. Um, Rodgers didn't play great. Uh, I don't think Rodgers is the problem. Uh, my guess is maybe we've unfortunately seen the last of him. I don't know if if he retires or we move him, but uh, my gut tells me I don't think he'll be back. And that, as a fan, and uh, that's too bad. <clears throat> I think a lot of the people here don't realize how good we've had it. I mean, we had Rodgers all this time, and before that, you had Favre. 
you know, you're talking back-to-back Hall of Fame generational quarterback. Some fran- uh, take a look at a franchise like Detroit. They've never even had one. Cleveland's been looking for a quarterback since 1999 and still can't figure it out. You know, there's plenty of teams that have struggled and struggled and struggled with quarterbacks. You know, and we went back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, and when Rodgers is gone, Jordan Love isn't Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love isn't Brett Favre. Jordan Love probably isn't Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence or Jared Goff. He's, you know, he's... I I mean, I don't know. Maybe time will tell. Maybe Rodgers will be back, you know. But um, anyways, yeah, so... Rest in peace to the Packers season. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like last interview I heard, uh, Matt LaFleur, our head coach, was looking towards keeping our defensive coordinator, which means that guy must have some dirt on Matt LaFleur, or I have no clue what's going on. So, yeah, the playoffs started today. Uh, San Francisco destroyed Seattle. I think Seattle was actually ahead by one at halftime and then only scored again at the in the waning minutes of the game. I hate San Francisco. Um, I would root for Al-Qaeda if they were playing San Francisco. So as much as I hate Seattle as well, I guess I was rooting for them. You know, and even all the people that were upset about the Packers losing, not make the play. We would have went to San Francisco today, today and got slaughtered. We had no shot winning that game. So, I mean, really, we beat the Lions. We extended our season for a week. And I don't know if that's just like a participation trophy to make the playoffs, which... I mean, I can't think of the last time San Francisco didn't break our hearts in the playoffs, but, you know, at least they didn't this year. I'll take the loss to the Lions over going out to San Francisco and getting embarrassed. You know, um, I think Jacksonville and uh, the Chargers are playing right now. Chargers look really good. Um, that was a team I hadn't seen play a lot. Uh, the couple times they were on, I watched them. Uh, this Justin Herbert kid, uh, wow, you know. I never expect much from an Oregon quarterback just because most of them have been turds. They're kind of like Ohio State quarterbacks. They look really good in college, and they just can't play in the NFL. But I I think the Chargers are one of those teams that could sneak into the Super Bowl. Um, Honestly, I think in the AFC it's going to come down to Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean, if the NFL is right in the story, it'll probably be Buffalo, and they'll find some miracle way to get – Damar Hamlin back on the field. He'll make an interception to win the game. He could be an MVP and say he's going to Disney World. That's uh, just my opinion. I think uh, I think Philly comes out of the NFC uh, even as good as San Francisco. I, I don't think anyone's on Philly's level right now. The team can run the ball. The team can throw the ball. They're, they doubled the Packers in how many sacks their defense got this year. I believe they had 70-plus sacks. The Packers as a team had, as a team had 35. Um, we, you know, we looked good playing against Philly, but Philly's good. I think they had a bad week when they played the Packers, even though they beat us. But, um, you know, that's kind of a cool story there with their coach and Jalen Hurts. And uh, they every deal they made, every draft pick they made, like it was kind of one of those things where they just didn't do anything bad. You know, and I talked about that before the uh, NFL season. And when, you know, where I said, man, look at this team. Every move they made on paper looks solid. And it turns out they were all solid moves because it's paid off at every turn. 
must be very nice to have a front office like that. We wouldn't know here in Green Bay. Um, switching gears, speaking of things you watch on TV, I know I talk a lot about TV shows on here. And uh, I've kind of dropped this in here and there and talked about, uh, if you're not watching Tulsa King, you need to watch this. Uh, the season finale just wrapped up the other night. It's on Paramount+. Plus. I know a lot of people don't get it, but you can put in your email and get it free for 10 days. You can binge watch it real quick. I think there's only eight or nine or 10 episodes tops. <clears throat> Sylvester Stallone is so good in this show. And... You know, I guess, look at it, if you like Yellowstone, you're really going to enjoy this. Uh, Taylor Sheridan is one of the co-creators of Tulsa King. You know, he's the creator of Yellowstone. And, you know, unfortunately, Yellowstone won't be back till this summer. So they kind of left us hanging there a little bit. And speaking of Yellowstone, uh, props to Kevin Costner on his Golden Globe win for playing John Dutton in the series. Um I think it's much deserved. It's a role that he just, he kills it. It's it's a great role from the, uh, you know, the first minutes of the first episode to every episode going forward. This was just one of those shows that, like, I remember seeing the previews before it, you know, aired. And I was like, wow, this is going to be good. This just looks really good. And um, fortunately, I was right. I think it's the most watched show on television, you know, which... It's kind of cool considering it's, I don't think it's available to everyone. Maybe Paramount is, I don't know. I We actually use Hulu Live for our um, television. We don't have like DirecTV or Comcast or Charter or whatever. The, I don't even know what the cable companies are because I had DirecTV before that. And, uh, you know, so we get all our local channels and stuff through Hulu Live. And that was a huge transition for us years ago that I never even wanted to be a part of. Because I was so stuck to my direct TV. And, I, and I, I hate direct TV. But I just was like, oh, but we have this and we have this. you know. But it kept going up and you were getting less and less channels. So I think now I have a hundred times more of the options of things to watch. And it's probably about a hundred dollars less. I don't know. I, I know like everything, it always goes up. But um, anyways. <clears throat> so yeah, um you know, like I said, Kevin Costner, awesome as John Dutton. And, and I think unless something drastically bad happens with the show or direction, creative or whatever, that I think John, the character of John Dutton will go down in history uh, in television with the likes of Tony Soprano and Walter White as kind of those phenomenal leads in TV history that are kind of the anti-heroes like we talked about a few episodes back. And it's... It's just the show is so good from the scenery to I know um, Ke Kelly Riley, who plays Beth Dutton, gets a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the fanfare as well as uh, Cole Hauser as Rip Wheeler. But ev everyone on that show is good. You know, even Wes Bentley, who plays Jamie, we hate him so much because Wes Bentley's so good at that character. And uh, <clears throat> if you're not, yeah, like if you're not watching Yellowstone, watch Yellowstone. If you uh, aren't watching Tulsa King, get into it. You know, and these shows are a little violent, uh, but it's, there's, you know, there's ways where you can make the violent relevant to what you're creating, you know, as a showrunner. You know, it's even like language. You know, some people don't like shows or stuff where there's a lot of swearing. You know, if you're swearing just to swear, it's stupid. But as long as the words are used right, 
and it makes sense in the scene and all that. Like I learned, it, it's okay and it works, you know. But um, yeah, you guys know I'm a huge television person. I love to watch television. I think I watch. I feel like I watch more television than anyone I know. I mean, I squeeze it in. Um, honestly, today all I watched was a little bit of football. And, yeah, that was it. I mean, I watched a, a little bit of football when we went out to eat. And then I watched, I had, well, I had the Chargers-Jaguars game. I can't say I was, like, diehard watching. I was kind of doing other things. But, anyways, you know, I know you guys, you know, all this time give me recommendations. And I kind of got to one of those points where we're caught up on a lot of stuff or... You know, Tulsa King is the season ended. Yellowstone's not back till summer. Um, Some of the other stuff we watch hasn't come back yet. The other night I was looking for something to watch. And forever people have told me I should watch the show Suits. Um, It used to air on USA. You know, I think it went its eight seasons and it's done now. So the other night I was scrolling shows looking for something to watch. You know, just kind of like whatever. And I've seen a lot of clips of the show on TikTok where, you know, they, they show a scene or whatever. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. That's really witty. I like, you know, and it, it always caught my eye. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So I started it, and I absolutely love this show. I feel like this is like Breaking Bad where I'm just so late to the party. Like, yours truly did not start watching Breaking Bad till like, season four was about to start. And that was the same way. Everyone's like, dude, how are you not watching this show as much as you love The Sopranos? I was like, I don't know, I just, you know, because I always associated Brian Cranston with Malcolm in the Middle, and I was like, so Malcolm in the Middle's dad sells math, like, well, that just seems whatever, but um, I think I'm almost done with season two of Suits, and I literally started it probably Tuesday, um, it, it, it's it's really good, um, it's very well written, great uh, ensemble cast of characters, um, you know, the, the two leads are awesome, and it pains me to say this, but I don't think I ever realized how gorgeous Meghan Markle was. Uh, you know, I can't stand to hear her talk as princess or whatever she is now, but uh, this was that she was actually on this show. I think maybe this is what made her famous. I, I Maybe she was famous before that. I don't know. But um, it's a really good show. Uh, I think it's available on Prime, on Peacock. Um, it's not on Netflix, I don't think. But yeah, so if you have Amazon Prime or Peacock, you can watch it. Peacock, you have to watch it with commercials. Prime, you don't. But yeah, for I guess for those of you, maybe some of you have already seen it, but uh, excellent show. Uh, check it out. And like I said, I love when you guys come to me with, hey, you should watch this. I think you'd like this. You know, I hear those things. It may take me forever to get around to it. But yeah, I finally started watching Suits. Thursday night, I believe it was, um, Lisa Marie Presley died after having a cardiac event. I believe she had the, she had like the heart attack or whatever on Wednesday, 54 years old. Um, she's the only child of Elvis Presley and was the sole heir to the Elvis Presley estate. Uh, Lisa Marie had four children, three of whom are still alive. Uh, she notably had marriages to Michael Jackson, and I'd actually forgot she was married to Nicolas Cage at one point, who, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, like, Nicolas Cage is, like, an obsessive Elvis fan, which was kind of creepy to everyone, I think, when they got married, because it was almost like, 
and they weren't, I think they were married like 18 months or something like that. You know, people were like, okay, this is kind of weird. And Nicolas Cage is kind of an eclectic, weird person, as it is. Not, you know, at least, you know, especially after, at least this was post-Michael Jackson. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, that was always kind of like, uh, you know, she was last married to uh, a Michael Lockwood, who she divorced in 2021. So she was, you know, single at the time of her passing or unwed, I guess. Uh, she was only nine years old when uh, her father, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, passed away in 1977. Um, at age 25 in 1993, the year I graduated high school, she had reached the age to inherit her father's estate, uh, which at that time had a value of $100 million. Uh, a lot of it due to the work her mother, Priscilla, Elvis's wife, or first wife, uh, maybe his only wife, I think that, yeah, had put into it after she took over the stewardship of the estate in 1977 when Elvis's father, Vernon, had passed away. Uh, Vernon Presley ran the estate from 77 to 79 as he was, I get Elvis had left it to him and, like I said, Lisa Marie had to be 25 to the trust took full effect. <clears throat> Uh, she actually became very involved in 1998 with the with the Elvis Presley um, estate, and she was the owner and chairman of the board until 2005, when at that point she sold 85% of the estate's holding to a CKX incorporating, incorporated, excluding Graceland and all the property within it, so she had maintained ownership of that. Uh, Lisa Marie, like her father... Uh, was a musician. She had three studio album releases with her uh, first, To Whom It May Concern, being certified gold, which is 500,000 uh, albums sold. The other two releases kind of never saw the commercial success of the uh, first release. I remember she had the video, and I apologize, I don't uh, you know, know the songs by heart or with nothing in my uh, Apple Music, but it, it was something about Memphis or whatever. It was really good. Uh, I think, you know, the comparisons were almost going to doom her music from the start. But, you know, unfortunately, she would battle addiction issues on and off through her life. Uh, apparently, starting in her teens, uh, where one time she was sent to rehab by her mother, Priscilla. Uh, again, in 2008, she had to overcome an opioid addiction after giving birth to twins. And then at some point after, she would battle a co cocaine addiction and is said to have done at least five rehab stints, bef stints before finally overcoming her addictions. As far as we know, um, you know, there's no, I don't think any toxicology or anything has been released so far. You know, obviously sometimes, you know, a history of drug use and stuff does do damage to a person, you know, who knows? Um, you know, unfortunately, Tragedy would not elude her her whole life either, as her oldest son, Benjamin, uh, would commit suicide in 2020, which also left her devastated, uh, obviously grief-stricken. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, as a parent having to go through that. And so I assume at some point we'll hear the cause, who, what, where, why, whatever, you know. And I think sometimes we scoff at celebrities and their struggle. I mean, I do it. We all do it. 
you know, struggles or the things they experience in life because we tell ourselves that they have this silver spoon or that with fame and fortune comes this easy life. You know, and I think we've seen, you know, over history, you know, from Jim Morrison to Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Chris Farley, John Belushi, uh, Robin Williams, you know, the, the list goes on and on that, you know, sometimes being under the microscope is tough, you know, and Lisa Marie was under the microscope instantly from birth until her untimely passing the other day. You know, I can't imagine the shadow and just weight of being the sole child of, you know, one of our nation's most popular icons. You take even the music side away from it. You know, Elvis, and and I know it's kind of a thing now where people use one names, but if you go to, like, the Mount Rushmore of people who are just, like, one name, you know, Elvis is there. Like, Elvis is probably maybe the first one. He's just Elvis. You know, nobody says Elvis Presley. It's Elvis. You know, and I think when she was first born, you know, she kind of went through this period almost like JFK Jr., where she was like the country's daughter, you know. She wasn't just the name on the plane. Elvis's plane was famously named the Lisa Marie. You know, and, and that shadow Elvis would leave, it, it's unimaginable. Like, I I can't even fathom it. Um, you know, props to Michael Jackson's kids who stay out of the headlines. And, you know, I, I wouldn't know one of them if they walked in the room. Um, and, you know, couple, couple that shadow and... With the, with the, you know, that with the loss of her father at such a young age and all that right there in the public eye, you know, and sure we may envy her wealth, but living and dealing with all that, I'll be honest, no thank you. I, I'll stick with my own issues, you know, and there's times when you look at your own issues and you're like, oh, I'm going through this or I'm dealing with that. And it's, you know, we get to, for the most part, feel, heal, uh, work through our problems, whatever we get to, we get to do it in peace. You know, maybe just under the microscope of a significant other, you know, immediate family, whatever. You know, the whole country doesn't know what we're going through. You know, and you know all that I mentioned, and on top of it, losing a child to suicide, which I said I can't fathom fathom the pain and just the void and guilt that probably leaves in a parent's heart. Ugh. You know, and like I said, I hope that her passing isn't substance abuse related. Um, you know, maybe it's another vax related death. Uh, you know, but my gut says if it is, we'll never know. Um, I guess you look at it. Dolly Parton had written her little piece to Priscilla, you know, and just said, you know, at least she's gone home to be with her father and the joy that would bring him and this and that, you know. And and I guess, yeah, in a way, you know, Elvis is reunited with her and depending on what you believe, whatever. <clears throat> but, yeah, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, dead at 54 years age. So speaking of things you believe, um, yesterday was Friday the 13th, which I, I don't get. It just seems to be one of those things when it comes around, like, Whenever there's a Friday the 13th, like, everyone talks about it, makes jokes about it, whatever. I don't know if it's, like, a, like, a, you know, even astrology, like, when people, like, I don't believe in all that astrology stuff. I just think it's stupid. I think it's something bored women made up a long time ago to abuse themselves. 
No offense, ladies. I don't know if Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. So honestly, aside from being associated with 80s horror movies, what does Friday the 13th mean to you? I mean, are people still, like, superstitious? Is that still, like, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm one of those people that uh, tries not to step on cracks in the sidewalk. Um, I don't know if it's just, like, a behavior you started and you just always do it. But I also attribute it to just maybe just being a mental thing, not an actual fear that it might, will that it will break anyone's back. <clears throat> and we, you know, we've been told since... I don't know, as long as you can remember that maybe 13 is often referred to as this unlucky number. It's the uh, number of steps there were to the gallows when they used to hang people. So I was told years ago, and I actually counted the stairs on my basement. I'm going to count the stairs when I go uh, up into the upstairs to bed tonight. See that most homes never have 13 steps. They'll either have 12 or they'll have 14 or more than they'll never stop at 13 just because it's unlucky number. Uh, for years, a lot of buildings did not have 13th floors. <clears throat> and I think, you know, the osmosis of urban legends, myths, and just bad luck and superstitions, I, I think we all just kind of absorb it uh, through the people we're around, the you know, the lives we lead, our families, whatever. And, but I mean, think about it. Who doesn't? You know, go, oh, no, when a black cat runs out in front of them or tries to, what was the thing you're supposed to cross it off before it gets across your, past your car or what? I, I can't remember. You know, we obviously do our best to uh, never break mirrors. What's that supposed to be like seven years of bad luck if you break a mirror? I honestly can't say in my life that I've ever broken a mirror. I'm thinking, like, even all the times I've moved or, you know, even a kid when you go through destructive phases doing dumb shit. Um, but yeah, you know, I was, as I was typing all this, I was thinking, I was like, you know, at some point today, something's going to happen to someone and whether it's you, someone, you know, someone you work with, someone you're, you know, and they're going to blame it on Friday the 13th and just chalk it up to it being Friday the 13th. But, you know, possibly we, we manifest these things by thinking them into existence, you know? I think we can create, you know, I've always believed we can create a lot of our own problems. We can create a lot of our own successes in just the way we think about it and, uh, you know, how we focus and our whatever, you know, even our subconscious. I mean, look at it this way. 13 is Taylor Swift's favorite number and look at all the success she has. But maybe that 13 represents how unlucky some of us are to have to hear music. But I mean, she has some good songs, but you know what I'm saying. So anyways... I hope uh, everyone had a great Friday the 13th. Uh, maybe you watched, uh, hopefully nothing terrible happened. And, you know, when I was writing this, I actually made a note that says, watch something terrible happen. And I'll have to rethink this whole segment. Wouldn't be the first time that's happened where I've had to rewrite things or change on the fly because a direction I was going totally got, whoa, and that didn't happen. So... While we're on the whole topic of, like, Friday the 13th, fears, whatever, uh, yours truly will actually be flying in a couple months as we head south for some sun and fun in the great state of Florida. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the irony of me talking about flying right after discussing Friday the 13th. Brilliance on my part. Seriously, though, and I know I, I've said this before, but vacations are important. And I'm not saying this 
facetiously or in a condescending way, like making light. Um, we all need downtime. You know, uh, I think maybe the, depending on who you are and where you were, lockdowns, a lot of people stayed in downtime because it seems like nobody's working anywhere. But you, you do have to recharge your battery. Like, that that's a real thing. Um, you know, and I've said this a thousand times. For me, it's getting my feet in the ocean or walking through the mountains. You know, like, those are my two places. Like, when I do that, like, that gives me something that other downtime can't doesn't and I can't really explain it I know uh part of it like sometimes in therapy they've talked about like you know the ocean over your feet it's a grounding thing you know when we were in Myrtle Beach last year like it wasn't warm and I started we started every morning with a walk on the beach and I had to walk with my feet in the ocean they I think they usually went numb after about five or ten minutes but I I wasn't going to be there and not do it it's just a feeling I like it's just you know, I was like, oh, man, if I could start my day like this every day, I think every day would be a great day. You know, and that's manifesting that to yourself. It doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen that day, but I'm telling myself, hey, this could really happen. And I just realized I was leaning towards the wrong mic for a whole session, but whatever. <clears throat> you know, and I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, vacations are expensive and I know the cost of everything is kind of through the roof right now. And, you know, vacations may seem harder to pull off. But, but like, I, I think it's like anything. If you, if you plan it out, you know, and work towards it, give yourself a goal, you can usually pull it off, you know, or find a way to make something work for you or find what is your plan. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to the coast. Everybody needs to go to the Smoky Mountains or out west or whatever. You may have a cabin two hours from here you know a lot of people in wisconsin love to go up north um you know we went up north and did the cabin thing not for me um just that wasn't my thing i loved door county when we went up there um i i liked the time that we went to because it wasn't as crowded i'm not a huge you know crowd people sometimes i like gatherings i just don't like people but uh yeah you know like i said if you if it's important to you like anything you you can find a way to make it work and downtime really is so important and that's one of the things i really wish i'd learned earlier in my adult life um you know chasing a dollar doesn't do you any good long term and i mean that you know yeah money is great and you do need money and money is the gateway to so many other things but like if that's your all your if that's your goal and all you want that's all you'll have <clears throat> and i like and so lucky now i enjoy the low to no stress no responsibility of my current role i i i basically have it made i will be the first one to tell you here i preach it i talk about you know i'm very blessed i just dumb luck fell into the position that i'm at after you know, having a lot of jobs that did take the bulk of my time, you know, created stresses in my life, gave me aggravation I wouldn't have otherwise had, and ultimately left me unfulfilled and pretty much just collecting a paycheck. <clears throat> you know, and I think about all the time now, you know, I hear people coming, even people I deal with, you know, they're like, that people don't want to work and people have no work ethic these days. 
And while in a lot of instances that may be true, I think that a lot of employers and maybe older generations, I think the generation just older than myself and going older from then, I think what they're failing to realize is that a lot of us don't want to kill ourselves for companies and corporations and this ideology that working your life away and company company loyalty are this thing, like, that's not a value to employees anymore. It really isn't. I mean, being loyal to an employee, to, to me, it's laughable. You know, we're all replaceable. And most places only value what you can contribute, produce. They don't value who you are. Um, you know, and it's honestly odd talking about this right now because I feel like it's just the opposite where I am. <laughs> my job is great. My company, my boss are terrific. But I'm kind of speaking more in a, a, a global picture. You know, of places I've been, uh, people I know when they talk about their job and... <clears throat> You know, companies want people to buy into nonsense like mission statements and company creeds and that. Like, those days are gone. They're gone. And I think the the companies and employers that kind of adapt to that, they're, they're going to do well, you know, in, the, in this changing landscape. And, you know, yeah, people want to be paid fairly, treated and rewarded credibly, and more than anything, I think people want a good work-life balance, you know, and, and that whole work-life balance, it, it's scary to employers. Like, they don't like to hear that in interviews. Um, you know, like I said, don't believe me. Bring it up in a meeting or a conversation with, uh, you know, somebody who is in a leadership role above you or if you're interviewing for a job, you know. <clears throat> and personally, like myself now, I look at, a job is simply the way I get to do the things I love in life. It's a mean to an end. And sure, you know what, some people may do what they love or sell themselves on the idea that their job is who they are and yada yada. But at the end of the day, it's just a job. <clears throat> you know, never take work home with you, whether it's a bad mood or actual work. Uh, don't worry about it when you're not there. You're not getting paid to. Um, you know, do your best for your you know, six, eight, 10, 12 hours, and then go on with your life. It's that simple. So, you know, I hope I've helped you to start planning your next getaway. We're going to be starting a travel agent section of the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, think about some downtime for yourself. Um, my boy Brandon's probably going to be listening to this on vacation. But, um, you know, I, I think it's important to enjoy the parts of your life. You know, I enjoy my life, you know. I did a lot of things when I was younger. Went here, saw that, like, had the hot balls, kept the roads hot, never stayed, you know, the grass never, I never stood in one place for the grass to die, for the grass to die, get patted down, whatever. I was always moving. You know, and, and with all of that, like, I don't think I've really done my best living to maybe, like, the last 10 years or so. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm on the cusp of 50, you know, a few years away from that. But <clears throat> it's, it, it, you know, life is short. You know, we can't take it for granted. And you got to don't put things off. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'll get to that. Because you won't, you know. So pour yourself a nice glass of Buffalo Trace whiskey. Um, 
and start thinking about your next getaway. Your wife will thank you for it. Your girlfriend will thank you for it. Your partner, whoever. Maybe it's just you take your dog, go on a hike or, you know, and like I said, it doesn't have to be something extravagant. We all have a place, you know, and if you think about it, you have a place. And if you don't have a place where you can recharge your battery, find one. You'll thank me later. It's kind of like when Superman used to fly away. I'm talking about the Christopher Reeves Superman. I don't know. I might be dating myself again. He'd fly to the Fortress of Solitude, and that's kind of where he collected his thoughts and got right with everything, and then he'd go back and save the day. We all need that. You know, I think I'm kind of building something like that down here. But, um, yeah, you know, put as much time into yourself and your enjoying your life as you do your earning and responsibilities and all of that i you can thank me later but that's all i got folks i uh, appreciate you guys tuning in uh as always uh things are going great as far as l- downloads and listens it's blows my mind that here we are almost three years later and it's still like bam but uh, i'm gonna get my butt to bed because we have a dog to pick up right and early in the morning i'm excited to tell you guys all about it next week so uh Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in.